let us not forget that uh, around the world things are raging this morning and what's going on around the world folks is affecting the world uh, don't think this thing is some light skirmish between a couple of groups of people uh, first thing this is prophetic we need to be paying attention um, we need to be supportive in prayer there's a lot of uh, conflict not just with mortars and rockets and small arms fire there's a lot of conflict that we see even here in our own country um, don't be distracted from the focus we're supposed to have our focus is supposed to be for God amen, amen. 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 people love God uh, we support Israel Right. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. You got to support Israel. Yes. Um, we're living in evil times. The worst of evil. And as much as we might not want to, we need to recognize evil for what it is. Amen. Signs are savagery. beyond imagination horrendous acts of violence against people I don't know if there's any further extreme Paul referred to evil in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 he called it perilous times it means the same thing dangerous, treacherous evil we've discussed that four letter topic here multiple times throughout not just the recent past but an elongated past actually and I've said many times that we need to understand the enemy that we can be effective for God uh, the things that we're seeing should bring us to our knees into not only prayer but more prayer God hears prayer I made a comment the other day because I'm still receiving information from brother Micah who was here and uh, literally our, our missionary is, is heartbroken he's heartbroken because he spent a lot of time over in Israel uh, evangelizing uh, brought a lot of people to the Lord to Jesus and I say that to Jesus uh, not Messianic Jews and such uh, the world is shaking you might not feel it in the physical but the world is shaking spiritually evil I believe is at its final onslaught it, the rage of hell is pouring out on planet earth mm -hmm. and that might not be a pleasant topic. It might not be what people want to hear because we're living in a society and a culture where people want to be soothed. They want to be pacified. They want to be told everything's fine and great. Just wait till tomorrow. It's going to be better tomorrow and you're going to have more tomorrow than what you got today. Well, I, I'm living under the absolute belief we might, we might not. We might not have anything tomorrow. 
And I'm not trying to paint a picture of gloom that you can go home and everybody be sad, but we need to understand and realize and recognize what's going on and what's going on is evil. And we also need to realize and recognize that Again, the only institution that can resist evil is the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, a firm, not just a belief, a firm belief in the Lord, a trust in God. And that's where we have to not only think, that's where we have to live, that's where we have to stay, is a trust in God, a belief in Jesus Christ. Because the Bible tells us over and over, where we hold to the Lord, where we believe and place our trust in Jesus, our hope in God, that we're going to be okay. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be fine and dandy and have all the things that we're so used to. I'm not going to get out on that limb and then somebody saw it off later and you realize, wait a minute, that preacher said everything's going to be wonderful and I'll ever have to experience any trouble whatsoever. Simply, that's not the truth. I'm going to guide you to a, a launching point this morning and, and uh, I, I seem to find myself more on the road of, of uh, reminding uh, and it's all surrounding this own, this recent times, ongoing events, ever increasing and ever accelerating that should bring believers focus back to biblical facts and biblical terms and what God has to say about the times we're living in, which we refer to as the end times. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Do you believe we're living in the times the Bible speaks of even prophesied and spoken of long ago, we're living in those times today, the latter times, the end time, in perilous times, as Paul said. Well, here in the latter part of Ephesians, and here's the reminder again, I'm going to launch off of this this morning and go other places. But I don't think it could be said any better. I don't think it could be any more well said than what Paul, using another term here in, in the sixth chapter of Ephesians, and we've been here before, it was spoken of this morning. I'm not going to preach on the full armor of God because we all supposed to be wearing that, first of all. I just want to touch again on one verse. It's verse 13 out of chapter 6 which says, Wherefore, or because of, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We've heard comments lately. We've heard comments from leaders. We've heard comments from this nation's leader. We will stand with Israel. What does stand mean? Firmly rooted, firmly grounded. With, with a profound belief and trust and assurance. I want to bounce off this scripture. You can mark that and take a look at it later. We've looked at it actually many times here. But I, I want you to see the point that he made here. He calls it the evil day. The evil day we're living in. I don't think there's argument to that. Well, yeah, there is argument to it. Let me back up. There's argument that none of this that is happening is even happening. If you deny the truth, you'll never get anywhere. 
recognizing evil for what evil is. I want to go up to some other scriptures here. If you'll go with me this morning to the book of Hebrews. got to ask ourselves, first of all, if we stand, what are we standing for? If we're going to withstand, what it is, what are we withstanding with? And the only answer that can be is our hope and faith and trust in God. We have not within us any means or any ability to stand against what the Bible is speaking of and describing here. We're, nothing within us enables us to do that, but he who is within us is who enables us to do that to stand against evil. Here in the fifth or sixth chapter of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 17. Wherein God. Willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. He's an unchanging God. What immutability means. He doesn't change. God is all-powerful. We agree that? We need to agree upon some things. God is all-powerful. God is almighty. God is all-able. When it gets to the point of evil and to the point of, of uh, a saturation of perilous or dangerous or evil or wicked, and all these other uh, terms that one might use to try to attempt. Now, I've found lately, I don't think I've got any descriptors left as to what I'm seeing. I don't know if there's any left or not. Evil's just evil. And I'm going to state this again, and I've stated it before. We need to stop thinking that nothing can ever happen here and nothing can ever happen to us. Come on. We need to have a knowledge and an understanding. Yes, it can. Who are we going to have faith in before something happens? Yeah. Not after it happens, before something happens. All right. And all during something happens. It's got to be God. Amen. We cannot again withstand evil of our own selves. It has to be he who is within us that enables us to withstand evil. Yeah. to stand when all we can do is stand that's saying a lot by the way when all we can do is stand resist push back, hold back force back this goes right down to the dead center of families who is it that's going to be effective in pushing back against the evil of the day it's the ones in the family that are charged by the spirit of God in them that has the ability supernaturally supernaturally 
that enables us Continue in the scripture. Verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. We know that, don't we? God's a God of truth. We might have a strong consolation. A strong consolation. Strong consolation is a mighty powerful, encouraging comfort. We need that, don't we? A mighty, strong, encouraging comfort. That's what a strong consolation is. And it can be nowhere else but in the Lord Jesus Christ. Can't be in anything else. Can't be in anybody else. This is talking about a supernatural comfort that cometh only by God. Accepted by faith, living in one, abiding in one, thriving in one. Listen to me this morning. There's going to be a lot of people that think they got it, that when evil comes, that they're, not, they're going to find out they didn't have it, and they don't have it. I'm telling you, it's time for the church to get its nose to the grindstone and to bear down and get serious. Amen. Because evil is rampant, folks. There are designs in place. There are articulations that have been brought about by multiple evildoers. Their targets are on Christians. Satan hates Christians. He hates people who confess God. He hates people who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And he's using human agents to carry about his evil work on the planet. Along with that, there's demonic forces that are bustling and hustling in the atmosphere. Sometimes you feel like a broken record that just keeps going on and on and on and on, but there's something that's not just got to be said, it's got to be understood. It's got to keep playing until people get it because until they get it, they're not going to be effective in recognizing what evil even is. They're arguing about it now, and that's not evil. I don't know what else could be. I know we're not experiencing such horrendous things. We're not, we, we're not seeing it. We're not smelling the smoke. We're not hearing the, the explosions. We're not having to deal with the carnage that evil is committed and perpetrated because we have it nice. We have it great. But I'm telling you what, there's people right now that are suffering because of what evil is doing because of the rampage of hell on earth. That's what's taking place. And people can disguise it. They can call it everything else they want to call it, but that doesn't change the truth. And the truth is it's evil. It's bad days. It's hard days. It's worse than dangerous days. It's beyond perilous. Evil's the best descriptor we've got. Listen to the scripture here. This is a, a connected to where we began, by the way. I'm going to start with 18 again. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Get that. 
I don't want to go over and reemphasize again, but you got to get that. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Who's the only hope set before us? What's it telling us? Lay hold on the hope set before us. The hope set before us is hope in Jesus Christ, hope in the work of the cross, hope in the victory that's already been proclaimed. But we're dealing with this evil, but victory, amen, belongs to the believers in Jesus Christ. Amen, because we've been given that hope. We're not sunk in the ocean somewhere. We're not defeated. We've got victory in Jesus' name, but there's evil that we've got to deal with. which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. An anchor of the soul. It's also a helmet of salvation, by the way. I keep saying we've got to realize and we've got to recognize certain things. We've got to realize and recognize who this is talking about. The hope, the anchor of our soul, the anchor of our soul is Jesus Christ. Amen. The waters are troubled. In spiritual sense, the oceans are raging. I find it remarkable here the writer of Hebrews uses this term, anchor. Anchor is what holds you solid. This anchor don't let go, by the way. When our assurance and our faith is, is <coughs> anchored in Jesus, the hope we have in him, then we're anchored where we need to be and we're anchored in a place that will never turn loose. Regardless what we got to go through, whatever evil we got to come up against, whatever evil we got to battle, if, our, if we're anchored, that hope is anchored in Jesus, it's anchored in a sure place. Amen. Matter of fact, he says both sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. I guess I got to ask you a question. Is your anchor this morning sure and steadfast? Is your hope sure and steadfast? Is your hope in the only one that it better be sure and steadfast? I've got to keep repeating some things. Listen to me very closely. Things cannot be your anchor. I don't care what they are. Because they're not going to hold. Possessions, bank accounts, positions, a lot of other things. They break, but they don't hold. When times get rough and times are evil, they do not hold. There's no assurance in material possession. The only assurance is in eternal possession. That's where the hope, the anchor runs and holds and clings to. Matter of fact, that's where the anchor is, amen. But look how he terms it here. Both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. What's he referring to? And which entereth into that which is in the veil. Who's in the veil? What is the veil? The veil is a separation in the temple between out here and the most holy place. Guess who's in the most holy place? 
Jesus is in the most holy place. So what are we anchored to if our hope is anchored in the, he who is within the veil? Jesus. That's what brings our hope to a whole new understanding if we get it. That's what enables us this hope, this, this faith, this trust, knowing that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what we're going to be facing tomorrow. We're, we're, we don't have some kind of guarantee or a promise that everything's going to be fine and well. Just go write a book about it and that makes it so. No, it doesn't make it so. The only thing that makes it so is this book. This one. The Word of God. The Holy Writ. That, that Word that God spoke and still speaks to His people today at the sound of preaching and teaching and reading and study. We got an anchor. We got hope. Where do we go from there? It just doesn't leave us. It just well, we got an anchor. We got a rope. Rope of hope. I hope you do. I said many times, if you don't, you can take care of that this morning. It's sad that we're seeing a disintegrating society that has no hope. Many don't want any hope. But where does this hope take us? Where does this anchor to that which is behind the veil? Where does it end up? What, what are we even fighting this for? That's what, where we started is what Paul was saying. I mean, he's dressing a soldier for a fight. We've been all over this thing multiple times. We don't just put on armor and look pretty to impress somebody or look at spiritual me. The armor and weaponry of a true soldier is meant to fight with. And stand. We'll take you through some more scripture. We'll see where we go. Hopefully, you know this morning that this this that we live in I hope you know this isn't the ultimate end we're not fighting for this so to speak now we, listen to me I don't want you to get that wrong we're supposed to stand for what we believe in here that's a lot of people wishy-washy people this day and time they don't want to stand for nothing they don't want any, any kind of oppression because they're afraid to voice their opinion even the truth of God So this hope and the anchor that it's attached to, so to speak, your hope has got to be attached to Jesus, right? Amen. That's where the scripture is leading. This is what it's, it's absolutely declaring. And, and, and notice it doesn't say anchors, does it? Huh? 
That's anchor. Singular. There's only one. And I know a lot of people got a lot of anchors, or at least they think they do. Because they think they're they're okay. Whatever their little little bitty tiny fixture is, is wrapped around or tied to, they think that's their security. The only security we've got, folks, again, is Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only true hope. Yeah. Well, how about we just go back over here a little ways? Let's go back over to Corinthians chapter 15. What about all this hope and about this anchor stuff? Now, just being a little explanatory here, just for purposes of understanding, let's take this hope, this rope, rope of hope and this anchor in the veil. That can look like, okay, well, that's, that's fine and great. That's, that's where I need to be. I've got a hold of the rope of hope and my anchor's in the veil. And, but where do we go from there? For something about our trust and faith in God being it steadfast and sure that takes us somewhere. Not, not just something that's attached to something somewhere that we're holding on to. No, this takes us some it takes us somewhere now, it also takes us somewhere later. And if one does not have a hold of this real tight and real good and real sure with what's coming, they don't have an anchor. I believe church is being called by great degree. Uh, we better get it right. We better get back where we need it. Which is where hope in Christ. That's where it's all at. And know and understand, and recognize and believe, he's the only hope we've got now. 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. This might not sound, or might sound like it doesn't even relate to what, where we've been so far, but oh yeah, it relates. But where, where does this hope take us? Where does keeping our security in that anchor that's anchored, where, where this anchor that this Hebrew writer's talking about, being behind the veil, where is it really anchored at? Where do you think it's anchored at in a spiritual sense? Where is it anchored? It's anchored in heaven. Okay? The Holy of Holies, that anchored place in heaven. Because where's Jesus? He's in heaven. So this is the most solid, secure place you could ever anchor anything. Is a heavenly anchor. And our hope must extend to that heavenly place. By faith. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 
Now think about what it is as we, as we go through these scriptures right here, what it is that brings us even to this point. The very thing it is is the hope I'm talking about and the security of the anchor. Now this gets real. This gets shouty territory right here. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, that's taking us somewhere, is it not? Yes. Change from what? One thing out of this evil, cankerous world that we're living in that is bound for destruction. That's where hope in Jesus takes us. It's where it's going to take us. These, these uh, scriptures have been cited so much, sometimes I wonder if they hadn't, hadn't rubbed the glory off of them. At least people's perception. This ought to be the excitement. This is the reason we fight. Amen. This is the reason we stand. This is the reason we withstand and stand. If all we can do is stand, then let us be found standing because here we go, right here. This is what we're fighting for. This is what we're restraining for. This is what we're resisting for. This is what we're hoping for, believing for. Amen? Believing for. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Amen. We're going to be changed to be like Jesus, amen. amen. We're going to be changed out of this mortal body. And we're going to get a new one. Never again to have to deal with this. Not saying we don't have to deal with it now. Because we do. I'm still talking about this hope and this anchor. Where does it lead to? It leads to this right here. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Yes. Victory. Yes. We're headed to victory. Amen. Praise God. We're headed It's worth whatever's in the fight. Amen. 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 It's worth suiting up in the armor of God. Amen. And standing up. Mm. My, my, my. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives yes. us the victory through yes. our Lord yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Therefore, listen to this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, yes. unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Never will your work in the Lord be in vain. Amen. What a place to be believing. What, a, what an event. This is futuristic. I believe you know that. Evil has a way of attempting 
the fried hope. <coughs> Take a ship. Your rope has to be in good shape that's connected to the anchor because if it isn't and it continues to fray, there's going to be a detachment. And then what do you got? You're not hooked to the anchor anymore. Evil, it's wicked, perpetratious manner. One purpose of it is to try to erode your hope. to fray your expectation. That's the importance of checking your equipment, okay? Checking your hope on a continual basis. This world There's many ways and many means. Just whittling away. You hope. If you allow it. I'll take you to one more section of scripture. Found in First Thessalonians. still on the hope, we're still on the anchor. First Thessalonians chapter 4. If you ignore evil, will it go away? change the name of it, will it go away? Of course not. If you call it good, does that still make it not evil? If you call evil good, does, does that make it good? What's the Bible tell us? In the latter days, the end days, what's going to happen? Good will be called evil and evil will be called good. Come on. Church needs to know better. It needs to know the difference anyway. Just because names are reassigned and may look pretty, it doesn't change what evil is. We're still on this anchor and this rope. Hope. First Thessalonians 4, verse 13. This is still where it's going, where it ends up at. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Wow. Others that have no, that's a scary thing, that have no hope. That's not saying people can't hope in objects or hope in things or hope in this or hope in that. This is talking about they don't have any eternal hope. That should make us shudder. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do we believe that this morning? Amen, Amen. Amen. preacher. I believe Jesus died and rose again. Amen. That's a requirement. 
Amen. as a Christian. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. We worry about this a lot. And I use that term kind of differently. I don't want you to, nobody should live in a state of constant worry. But people, I've had them ask me a lot of times, well, where are they at? What are, what's going on? What, what are they doing? You know, I'm telling you what, it must be pretty good because it says they're coming with him. Listen, let's continue reading. <laughs> Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We're not going before them. We're not going ahead of them. But we're going to go. Amen. Yes. We're going to go. Yes. Amen. Where are we going? Amen. How come we're going to heaven? Because we got hope, right? Because our anchor's in heaven, right? And we're attached to that anchor, right? And he's coming back to get us, right? Praise God. Give God praise. For the Lord himself. Woo! Lord. For the Lord himself. He's not sending somebody else. Himself. Shall descend from heaven with a shout. Can you imagine? With a shout. Just vibrate a little. A shout. With the voice of the archangel. And with the trump of God. Amen. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Come on. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Amen. them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Glory. Where's this anchor? What's it all about? It's about right here, amen. amen. It's worth the fight again. It's worth what we got to go through. It's worth resistance to the evil. Standing for God Almighty. Not relenting, not backing up, not cowarding down. Amen. But keeping the promise in full vision. Oh, we didn't finish, did we? And so shall we ever be with the Amen. Lord. Amen. What kind of promise is that now? Praise the Lord. You're talking about an anchor to be sure you're strongly and firmly attached to. Anybody excited this morning? Amen. Yes. We can be excited in our, with fear on every hand, in every direction, above us, below us, all around us. Because we got promise. Amen. Promise. Now listen to the last verse. Wherefore comfort, comfort one another, comfort one another with these words. Yes. Back to that mighty, powerful, encouraging comfort. The hope we have is an anchor. Within the veil, mm -hmm. 
the result being this right here. Y'all ready to go back on that? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're having some church. What's your situation this morning? How's your hope? Good. I got to say this, folks. Your, your hope can't be merely in the church. Just take it with you. Gotta hold on to it. Amen. Hold on his right. Hold on. Wrap it around you. Amen. Yeah. Tie yourself off. Amen. Tie knots in it. Check it regularly. Both ends. armor and all over this armor and I'm closing with this this full armor of God that Paul speaks about in Ephesians 6 and, and this is some this is something that I visualize within these scriptures you, you've got this armor you've got the weapon and the term I'm about to use I've used before is polishing it's got to be absolutely polished with hope That it's effective. This steadfastness and this this assurance has has got to be something that that from with this literally clamped down from within your soul, holding this hope within you. And when your faith is intact and your hope is intact and you're firmly secured. And you know who you're secured in, and you know who your anchor is. And we know we've been all over this this morning. What the call it a reward, call it a end of the road uh, that goes to a place where there's not even any end. Come on, eternity doesn't have any end. Amen. It's an expanse. Amen. That's unlimited. With the glory of God everywhere. The spectacular of the heavenly kingdom. Who wouldn't want to be in a place like that? Would you rise this morning? You have that hope this morning. Yes. Your hope frayed. Is it holding on by a few threads? God has a great way of putting that back together if you'll let him. And 
evil days and the days we're living in again it exists it can happen that's why we offer we're here this morning God's offering every service we have God's <coughs> offering the Holy Spirit's offering I'm offering I'm, I'm a little meek wee human being but I'm offering invitation okay I'm not the one that can do anything for your situation God is the one is the one that can do for your situation not me I'm just a conveyor of the message I'm weak in my attempts I, I'm very I don't have other than a voice you're the other end of the hope line this end as we prepare to close this morning um, take it serious please matter of fact there's nothing you can take any more serious than this or should take any more serious than this be sure your hope is firmly attached sometimes it's simply redoing getting my focus back straight lining myself back up with what's important and what's not Get, getting rid of what's not getting myself hooked back to what's important yeah. most important altars are always open but you're here this morning and I'll be glad to pray with anybody um, of all things just please take this consider it deeply because we're living in days the Bible describes with the globe in chaos Most apparently misery and pain on many fronts. Evil in full operation. That tells us that something else is nearing. 